Hey there, everybody. It's Matt here with a, just a uh, pretty quick introduction this week. I just wanted to take a moment to recognize that Paizo has voluntarily recognized the formation of of the union formed by their workers. Not only are we supporting the rights of these workers to unionize, we do applaud Paizo as a company for voluntarily recognizing this union and working with it moving forward. We hope to see some really great things from the now unionized workers of Paizo, and we really hope that this continues with some extra benefits for their freelancers as well, who put in a lot of work and are responsible for a lot of the content that we know and love. That was all we wanted to say. We wanted to throw our support behind the now officially unionized workers of Paizo. Congratulations, guys. You've earned it, and we hope to see some great things going forward. But that's all that we're going to pester you about this week. And yeah, please enjoy episode 40, This Bloody Tomb. Welcome back to the Inspiring Confidence Podcast, where everything's made up and the hero points don't matter. How's everybody doing? Dude, they do matter. They I mean, matter a lot. they didn't help Thelias. <laughs> Remember all those heroes points you guys spent a couple sessions ago? Oh, <laughs> Speaking of hero points, uh, I would like to award all of you guys a hero point for the uh, performance at the end of uh, last session. Nice. All the role playing. Uh, it was... It was all done very well, and uh, I was very moved by everything. Uh, but just keep in mind, this hero point doesn't matter. <laughs> we ended with a little bit of a jaw dropper. Uh, Joe came in with a new character, and it turns out that new character it's is his old character. It's it's his old <laughs> character. Uh, no, so Joe, would you like to take? this moment and kind of introduce your character like their class and everything because we never really got into that uh, yeah maybe, that's a good point maybe some people at home can take a couple guesses as to what you're playing but yeah so Randolph Ellington is uh, a guy who was in the boneyard he's a spiritualist and uh, I'm not going to give too much away but he was in the area of Roslar's Coffer during this whole thing, he wasn't with the group, but he did wind up um, sort of in a uh, purgatory state where he was maybe held captive. Who knows? And uh, with a little help from a couple friends, including at the end, Thelias, uh, he made his way out. And uh, so now Thelias is his phantom and uh, he doesn't really know a lot of all this. And you might say he's confused uh, a bit, but uh, with Barzak and um, a little help from Thelias, he got out of the boneyard and was, you know, instructed to meet up with these guys. We'll see what happens from there. But spiritualist, cool stuff. Um, I'll, let, I'll keep the spells a bit of a surprise, but he does heal, as you know, and uh, yeah, he'll, he'll fight with his phantom and do some kind of interesting stuff nothing crazy but the healer's back in town he's an older guy he's got some baggage got some backstory and uh we'll, we'll see very nice okay so yeah we just ended with a little uh a little funeral service for Thelias where it was revealed that this new guy that you've been introduced to last session uh, he's got a little secret, and he's got Thelias's soul kind of clinging to him. So, uh, yeah, go ahead with that. And so after Thelias sort of says his final words, he, uh, he motions a, a goodbye to everyone and says, uh, you know, as he's getting sucked back up into uh, our friend Randolph, he says, um, I'll never forget you, but this will be the last time. Ooh. Good luck. <laughs> Does he like Spooky. wiggle his fingers while he's doing that? No, nah, he just splats back into Randolph's brain. Ah, what? What was that? Ah. Anyways, as I was saying, I, I didn't know Thelias, but he seemed like a hell of an adventurer, and I'll keep his memory and try to take up his mantle. 
Viper's draw is just dropped. What do you mean you didn't know Thalias? That was just him. Huh? What do you mean? I, what do you, uh, I don't know. You did it. Did what? The, the, the Elias. He was here. Thalias, yes. Yes, in the boneyard as well. I know Thalias, but only briefly, and he helped guide me to here. And now, now we are together. You couldn't have mentioned that Thalias was with you before this? Thalias, yes. I, the name sounded familiar, but it's, it's been a bit of a bit of a road for me. <laughs> you see. But he was just here. Dead plane and the alive plane and the, the dead plane and Barzak. Thalias, yes. Thalias. Randolph. How did you make Elias' spirit appear? Can you bring him back? Uh, appear? Just What do you mean appear? Just now. I, he came out of you. Out of me? Is that? Oh. Yes. Oh, oh. what? Wait, 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 wait. I'm a, uh, okay. Yes. Okay. He's going to now wave his hands and try to do what you know, try to bring out his ectoplasm. Uh, he can do that. It's a minute-long process, but... So this isn't like a trick that he has got complete mastery over. This is... Okay. You're telling him that, you know, do that again. And he's like, what the shit are you talking about? So now he's going to, you know, focus and, and try to do it again. So give me a minute, and I'll do some rambling, and then... Yes, Mr. Ellington, bring Arthur Elias back. Please hurry. Yes, okay, I'll, I'll try and he's back holy well, a, shit <laughs> a, minute, a minute passes but yes well would you look at that I point at my ectoplasm I did it Delias you're back he's back Delias we're so sorry so as you're as you're all looking at this phantom of Thalias it, it seems aware that you're speaking to it and it understands what you're saying you know se- seems to like share your like your sentiment of like this is a good thing but as far as like expressing itself or um like doing what it just did like speaking as Thalias it's no longer doing that and now i'm able to move this thing around like some sort of puppet master i mean you can direct joe you have full control over what the phantom does uh it's it's like an animal companion more than like a puppet yeah sweet so i'm gonna have it you know like, walk around, and can it punch? You know, I'm going to see what it's capable of. I'm going to, you know, have it move <laughs> take, stuff. and Take it for a test drive? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Barzak's like, yeah, Yo, you need to go help these guys. You finally get there. And like, better test drive my new powers. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That's exactly um, it. Huh. I'm just thinking, uh, I know it's not really, it doesn't have the best stats for it. But I'm saying you could just uh, replace, like, weapon finesse with... Uh, Catch off guard and have the phantom actually take up Thalias's shovel. Stop. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, so, no shovel. Well, so here's the thing with phantoms. Any equi- they get sucked back in, right? It's yeah, like any, any with their ectoplasm. Yeah, right. Any equipment that you give them, they can only use while they're in their ectoplasmic form, unless that equipment has ghost touch on it. And then anytime you, like, anytime they're not manifested, they're in your consciousness, the equipment does not follow. So you basically have to carry around any equipment you want them to use and re-equip them every time you manifest them. Right. So we just see what we believe to be Thalias kind of like punching and shadow boxing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> oh. Elias, I agree. We are we're ready to do this now that we have you back. Oh, he's good. Look at those moves. You might even like occasionally like so it's just like it's doing like like one, two, swing. But like on the swing, its arm like its ectoplasmic arm might like briefly like take the shape of a shovel. Oh, badass. Well, so that's a new one, huh? That's pretty cool, huh, guys? That's thank you for bringing the Elias back to us. It was all him, literally. I, I, it's him. Yes, welcome, of course. All right, so what do you guys do? I'm going to try and suck him back into my brain. Uh, you can do that as like a free action, pretty much. I think it's a swift action. Okay. Oh! Oh, this is going to be fun. 
So do you hear him when he's inside you like that? I hear something. There's some something's always with I feel not haunted. Haunted in a good way, yes. Uh, but that's who you've been talking to. No, no, I've been talking to my Yes. Maybe. Yes, thought yes, maybe. Yes. Or It's better than anything I could have really or truly hoped for. Yes. I agree. Well, yes. I don't know. Well, I can't believe I'm saying this, but now that we have Thalias kind of back, I think we're more than ready to take on this tomb once and for all. Once and for all, yes. I'm ready to be done with this goddamn place. Alright, Uhtred's gonna draw his scimitar and say, and start going towards the tomb, I guess. Yeah. Oh, the tomb! Wait. We're gonna need as much help as we can get. Well, this is all the help I think we're getting. But oh, one second. I'm going to summon Thalias again. <laughs> <laughs> and Rogier will like fly, like, like zoom ahead to fly in. Hold, hold on, Rogier. Before first. You, no, before, well, you, fine. before you fly in first. Randolph, you said, you said Barzak sent you to help us. Hmm. I'm going to help you. I'm going to kind of look at. To find you? Well. I, like, look at Rogar and I look at Viper, but I look at, like, their chess, right? And the obols, and I say, could it be that Randolph has an obol as well? Maybe we should let him go in first and trigger the trap alone and see if he can resist it. Resist it? Just guinea pig the new guy? Well, (laughs) I certainly would be dying to know. I kind of thought maybe... Us and Father Crow were the only people in the world that had these things, but... Father Crow? And I just kind of turn and look at Randolph, like, he's here. Like, how the fuck is he here? How else are we going to find I thought out you if were like us? I thought you were turning to Randolph to be like, you don't have Father Crow in there too, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Father Crow, my other voice. <laughs> I, I mean, of course... If Randolph doesn't want to, I'm not going to force him, but it'd be an easy way to maybe know. Know what? To know if you have an obol around your heart, the same as a me, Viper, and Rogiar. Thalias had one. Well, Thalias? I don't know. Who's Thalias? <laughs> I, I, I can't Who's answer. Steve the Pirate? <laughs> Who's Steve the Pirate? <laughs> For real, dude. I, I I don't know of this obol. Uh, to be honest, we don't know what it is either. But I'm willing to find out. With my new friend Thalias, I think we can handle anything. Teammates! All of us. Uh, All the same. I would suggest you leave either, like, put Thalias back or leave him outside while you trigger this, because last time it didn't go so well for the, the companion. It's true, it's quite a nasty trap. Why don't we send whatever this thing might be in Ah, instead of... Randolph, I have a name! No, (laughs) not you, Randolph. You're, uh, your companion. Because I'm... Phantom, yes. The only reason I want to send Randolph in first is to maybe glean if he has an O-ball of his own. I don't know if his companion would get one as well. If you have a test for these O-balls, I'm uh, willing to try. Well, I have to be upfront with you, Randolph. It's I don't know if it's a true test, like it's not a guarantee, but I don't believe setting off that trap is going to prove whether or not he has an O-ball. Well, not setting off the trap, but the effect of the trap would help us determine if he has it or not. Like Axel's not going to come out and say like, "Oh, yeah, he had an O-ball and it didn't like you know, uh, it didn't beat the spell resistance, but like, if he walks in and he doesn't take any damage, we can at least surmise he had something helping him against the negative energy. And every time this trap has gone off, Alex has described it as like us feeling like a very warm sensation in our chest, as like the obol was protecting us from the negative energy. Actually, yeah, I'll I'll say that to Randolph. Randolph, when when. The last time that it went off on us, we could feel kind of our obols like around our heart. It was like this warm energy kind of protecting us from the negative energy of the trap. 
Yes, I feel the thing that you're describing. Friendship! I feel it. You're not wrong, but you're also not right. This is different, but you'll know if you feel it. It's it's more than friendship. It's great magic. Mm. Well, okay. I'm uncomfortable with sending in someone to take damage when we have a being who is able to take damage no, no. for him. No, the phantom can't do that. What do you mean? Like, the phantom is not undead. The, this trap does negative energy damage. So it's going to hurt the phantom just like it would hurt us, but we have protection where the phantom doesn't. Right. We barely have protection. Right. We take damage. But somebody's got to set it off, Tom. Right. What I'm saying is let's send in the ectoplasm instead of the human. But I think what you're getting not getting is that the this phantom has a pool of hit points. It is like a creature like any one of us. It is not just this incorporeal being. Also, deep down, deep down, it's Thalias, so maybe don't kill him again. Hmm? <laughs> I mean, and that's fair, because right now, I think Viper would be thinking that the spirit is Thalias. I'm on the edge about that. Uh, all I know is that this thing said that, but then kind of not said anything else since. It said it was Thalias, and then it just went inert on us, or like, what the fuck is this? And then, it, right. and then he like conjured it back out. And, like, neither he nor the spirit itself has really done enough to indicate, oh, maybe that isn't the liest yet. Well, I've got my spirit out now, and shall I go inside? And you've got my back, right? We'll just we'll, we'll be right walk inside? You. That's all you have to do. Okay. You stay there, and keep an eye on me, and don't let me get hurt. And uh, I'm just going to walk in here, slowly, and carefully... One step, one foot in front of the other, not to trigger any traps beyond the one that we're trying to trigger, and... Ah! Oh, what's wrong? Randolph, are you okay? Ha, false alarm, I stepped on attack. Oh. Okay, so after that, Randolph would eventually make his way to the hallway to the south. I'm going to keep going until I feel this heart sensation. Yeah, uh, well, you're... Give me a second. You feel it right now. Ah! <laughs> there it is for real this time. Oh, it burns. It's not friendship. Uh, I need you to make a will save, please, Randolph. Oh, yeah. Big time. 24. Okay, so you enter the hallway, and you can see the air visibly fill with this like black cloying energy, and it assaults you, and... You can feel like the pain that is this energy uh, hit your body, but as it does, uh, you feel this bright, warm sensation in your heart, and you feel a, a good amount of that damage get absorbed and just completely nullified. And the rem- sweet. So uh, basically, you were set to take twenty points of damage from that. This warm sensation absorbed a little over half of that, and there's eight nice. damage remaining. But your will save was successful, so you, the remaining damage is halved. So at the end of all that, you take four points of negative energy damage. Oh, oh that still didn't feel good. Oh. Are you okay? What's going on? I'm okay. Rogar will okay. zoom in while yeah, he's... I'll move in. Once he knows the trap has been triggered, he'll zoom in to go check on him. Zooming in right away, you would probably still see like the ebbing light that would have been glowing out from his chest and you would see the telltale signs that have indicated the presence of your own O-balls on Randolph. Well, Keeper, that uh, that answers our question, I suppose. It's not difficult. What question? I th- we're not for sure, for sure, but I suspect you have an O-ball similar to us. Oh, what's an O-ball? Well, that, that I can't give you an answer on yet, but... But we all have it. Together. I'm ever more convinced that you are meant to be with us. Yes, yes. I give you guys a wide beaming smile. All right. Yes, yes. Now let's get out of this hallway before that trap triggers again. Yes, agreed. All right. So what do you guys do? You're you're now in the uh, the large room that you met the coffer crew. Uh, head to the north because yeah. that's where the stairs are. All right. We're going to go back to the Lyoth's death site. 
Yeah. The the room's still covered in Thelias's blood yeah, and the uh, dead pro- body of that. And, and let's just get this out of the way now. Uh, the new marching order is not not going to be Uhtred first in line. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're fin- finally getting your chance, Viper. <laughs> I don't think it's ever really been a. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but there's like <laughs> there's nobody that's gonna contend now, right? Hey, just to um, add some roleplay flavor to the uh, walking, you know, around in this place. Every time we come to a door, <laughs> me and my fans are going to do the whole, no, after you. Oh, oh please, <laughs> sir. <laughs> both standing there waiting for the other to go. And then we're both like trying to move, but can't get through. Uh, I was going to say Vipera activates her ring, but takes front. Her mm. ring of invisibility. That's right. Vipera can go invisible now with her ring. And unless the ceiling height disallows it. Rogar is basically going to just be floating above Uhtred while we're walking. Okay. So you guys uh, get to the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, you're you're back at the, the site of Thalias's death. Oh my god! What happened here? Uh, this is where our friend became that, and Rogar points to the phantom. Oh, good lord! Um, as we're walking around the Presumably still sitting there, corpse of the the Xenopterid. Oh yeah. Uh, Rogar is definitely going to like just blast it again on the way by. He's like, Motherfucker. Randolph will follow his lead by him and the Phantom giving it a kick. All right. So I guess. Oh yeah. Rogar wants to check out that that door in the south that seemed like it was just completely like covered. Like it's a doorway, but it's just stone. It doesn't actually open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rogar wants to check that out. Yeah. You want perception? You want some kind of knowledge? Uh, you guys can give me either a perception check, a knowledge arcana check, or a survival check. Well, Rogiar got a 24 perception. Uhtred got a 30 on his knowledge arcana. Vipira got a 26 with her perception. 22 on my knowledge arcana. Wow, Okay. Uh, so Rogyar and Vipira, you would be looking at this, and uh, you can you can clearly see the outline of what used to be a doorway, but there's just solid rock where the door should be, and it looks like it was definitely it, it looks super weird to you. Like this rock was added here after this wall was built. Randolph, you suspect that. Some sort of uh, magical effect created this uh, sealed doorway. Uhtred, you would recognize the uh, the effects of a uh, wall of stone spell, which would just create an immediate and permanent bit of stone in one of many different configurations. It would appear that whoever created this made it purposefully to uh, seal this doorway, and it is now just as solid as the rest of the wall. But there's still, like, a room or hallway that's behind it, or the whole thing. Presumably, yeah. I mean, the whole room could be filled with stone, or it could just be, have the single wall between you and this other room, but there's really no way to tell. I, uh, I walk up to it, and I take, like, the butt of my scimitar, and kind of where the indication of the doorway would have been I start tapping the wall on like the left side past where the door looks like it would have start and I tap it all the way across horizontally to the other side do I hear any sound difference give me a perception check and anybody who wants to give me an intelligence check too except for Randolph Mm. that's a natural 20 on the intelligence check I got a 20 on my perception check and eight on my intelligence that doesn't seem right (laughs) (laughs) three on my intelligence okay so Uhtred with your perception check uh it's pretty clear to you that uh the wall thickness however thick it is whether it's you know just a 30 foot block of wall on the other side of the surface or if it's just a normal wall separating you from another room it's a uniform thickness throughout. And Rogyar, with your 20 intelligence check, you would remember just kind of 
piecing together the layout of Roslar's tomb as you remember it from the boneyard, on the other side of this wall should be that tile puzzle. Uh, we have a tile. Now, I don't know if you guys are fixating on this just because it's mysterious or if you don't notice, but you can continue over here through this gap in the rubble. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I knew there was the passage there. I remember that from last time. I just, okay. I I just wanted, seeing to, the I just door. wanted to make sure that like we hadn't reached a dead end. Because yeah, no, I remember seeing the door like walled off and I remember wanting to check that out and we got interrupted by the big bug thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think we should uh, keep this in mind, but obviously nothing's coming through this at the moment, so we should maybe come back to it when we might have less uh, pressing matters. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, Rogier would motion for whoever to head on to the hallway off to the west. You might notice like a little bit of dirt brushing off of like the walls like as Viper passes through. She's still remaining invisible. Okay, so you uh, push your way past the rubble on the uh, west end of the room. And you come into another room, and empty shelves and display cases line the walls of this room. A tunnel opens in the wall to the east where you came from, and a stone door leads south. Uhtred, you're detecting magic, and uh, you spot a magical aura sitting on one of the shelves in this room. Spellcraft. 30. So, you recognize this as a figurine of wondrous power. Now, this thing is like coated in grime can't really even make out what it is but with your spellcraft check you know that the magic emanating from it is that of a bronze griffin figurine of wondrous power you know that uh animating a figurine of wondrous power is a standard action and when animated a bronze griffin acts in all ways like a normal griffin under the command of its possessor the item can be used twice per week for up to six hours per use when six hours have passed, or when the command word is spoken, the bronze griffin once again becomes a tiny statuette. What do griffins do? Um, I mean, they're like uh, they're like those like lion eagle hybrids. Right. Do they fight, or are they like? They can fight. Okay. Uh, give me a uh, knowledge arcana check. Yeah, <clears throat> I would think of it like a very limited summon monster spell that you have at your disposal with it. Seventeen. Griffins are powerful aerial predators, swooping down from their high areas to take their prey with beak and talon. Uh, you can ask me two questions about a griffin. Give me two cool things that it can do, if it can do two cool things. doesn't have any special abilities, but you do know that they have the pounce ability. Okay. And you know that they, uh, they have a rake attack. They're very good at picking up leaves. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, so r rake is like a special attack a creature can use while it's grappling a creature. So it confirms a grapple, and then it it's kind of like they ever have like a cat, and it's like it like grabs your arm with its front claws, and then it like with its back claws, it's just like char 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 char. Yeah. That's the rake. So there you go. All right. So it's definitely a I'll, fighter. Yeah, I'll give you a third one. It's got scent. So there you go. Uh, so twice per week, twice per week, and up to six hours. Per week. Oh, no, per use. Per use. Okay, so 12 hours per uh, week. Yeah, so up to 12 hours per week, uh, six hours at a time, uh, can be you get a griffin. So pull that thing out now? Yeah, okay. I'll, uh... If we, if we could have a griffin for the next six hours, then, like... <laughs> yeah, might as well, right? <laughs> um, as Uhtred's picking it up and kind of figuring out what it is, I assume part of that would be he'd know how to activate it. Yeah, when if you identify a magic item, then you would understand how it's activated. Okay, so he'll kind of say, Hey guys, check this out, I think this could help us. And he activates the griffin. Wow. Ugh, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex wasn't yeah, ready for yeah. us to pull it out right here. Deal with <laughs> yeah, it. I kind of, I kind of forgot what was in this room. Also, griffins are large creatures, so fuck you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have got gave me that. You, what do you want from me, man? Because I'm totally fine with this large griffin going into rooms first. Yeah, I bet you are. Question. Is a large creature really going to be able to fit down that little corridor there? 
you yeah, can squeeze, squeeze into spaces that are one size category, I think, smaller than yourself. You just take movement penalties based on it. But mm-hmm. once you're then on the other side of it, you're fine. All right, so boom. Uchi <laughs> goes, hey guys, check this out. Uh, we lose an elk, we gain a griffin. All right, start the counter, six hours. Yep, don't you worry, I'm doing it in my head. You know, like the, the clock that shows in between scenes in the in from 24. There's like, <laughs> beep, boop, beep, <laughs> boop. All right. Uh, so south we go. Yeah, Griffin Nick, you Griffin can control first. the Griffin. <laughs> Griffin oh. first. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the Griffin squeezes into the next room to the south. The eastern half of this large hall is collapsed, creating an impassable heap of stone and masonry. Water drips slowly from several cracks in the cavernous ceiling, forming small pools on the floor. The air here is dank, and patches of mold grow on base-relief carvings of armored knights on the western wall. Identical stone doors lead north and south. You guys can make perception checks. And wow, 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 wow. Yeah, 15 perception. We should add an 18 perception. 14 for old Randolph. 28 for Vipera. Now, question. Can Uchard ride the griffin when it's out? Yeah. That's amazing. This griffin's got mad perception. Yeah, it's got an eagle head. I would hope so. All right. Uh, everything seems okay, except uh, Vipira and the griffin as well. Are we giving the griffin a name? Well, yeah, we'll eventually name him, but I mean, like... I don't, I don't know what you want from me. I didn't know I was getting a griffin this episode. I, didn't, I wasn't thinking about names. <laughs> Yeah, right now he's on a trial run. Yeah. We'll, if he passes, we'll give him a name. <laughs> if he's lucky, it'll be Elksy. He's real nervous. <laughs> he, he, he's really pining for your approval. So, Vipira and this griffin, you get the feeling that just something is watching you. And Vipira, who is invisible, nobody would see this, but the griffin uh, looks towards the ceiling and lets out a a screech of alarm. Oh, what a good dog. <laughs> and you see three three clouds of crimson vapor reeking of fresh blood hanging in the air towards the ceiling above you. Are these more of those things that the uh, that we got ambushed with in the that Dead Roads motel? These are these three creatures look uh uncomfortably similar to that vampiric mist that you fought on the Dead Roads. Everybody roll initiative. And knowledge. Uh, knowledge dungeoneering, please. All right. I think this is a good time. I haven't picked up the power dice since Elias has been murdered. <laughs> we haven't needed them since then either. Yeah, well. Careful with them. Careful. Got a 16. Um, the knowledge dungeoneering is a 16. So with 16s, you both recognize these creatures as vampiric mists. I don't remember what information you guys got last time, but you can each ask one new question about them. I don't remember what we got last time either. I think we got the cool effect of, like, it can take over a body after it died or something. No. I know you learned about its misty form, uh, so it's it's not incorporeal, but it is semi-solid. Uh, it doesn't have a strength score, and it can't manipulate or wear solid objects. Uh, it gains the amorphous defensive ability, which I believe means it can't be crit or sneak attacked. It can move through areas as small as one inch in diameter with no reduction to its speed. Uh, it's treated as a creature two size categories smaller than its actual size versus uh, how uh, it's affected by wind. And the amorphous ability says that it's, uh, it is immune to precision damage, like sneak attacks and critical hits. And you also knew about its... I think you knew about its blood siphon ability. Uh, with its melee touch attack, it deals 1d3 points of con damage. Yeah, I think uh, we did know that. And every time it damages a creature in this way, it heals 1d8 hit points. And if it ever heals in excess of its maximum, uh, it instead gains temporary hit points up to a maximum equal to its con score. So I think that was it. So you can each ask one question. Does it have any energy resist? No, but I think I just remembered a third thing that you knew about it is that it's vulnerable to fire. Perfect. Then can I ask a different question? Sure. 
uh, does it have any DR? Or what are the effects of its uh, form, its semi-form in DR terms? So do you want to know if it has DR? Yeah. It has DR5, which is overcome by magic attacks. Perfect. Vipira. Let's play the HP game. 35. Lower. Okay. Okay. So uh, with that, let's get initiative rolls. Rogyar. Uh, Rogyar, 18. Vipira. A 22. Randolph. 7. Uhtred. 5. Okay, so up first is Vipira. These things are within your reach, even though they're like up against the ceiling. The ceilings, I think, are 9 feet above the floor, so you can reach them. It is your turn. This sucks. Um, yeah, I'm going to claw claw the one that's uh, right in front of me. I'm not even going to bother with a flanking position. Okay. I mean, you're also invisible, not that it matters against these things. Yeah, so actually, yeah, so it's flat-footed still. Like, it can still be flat-footed. So you're, but since you're invisible, its it's AC is uh, flat-footed minus two for your first attack because you're invisible. Your invisibility breaks after your first attack, but there you go. You sure you don't want to take that five-foot step and then get a plus two on your attack? I mean, it's still five feet above you, so you're not going to be flanking it. Gotcha, I see what you're saying. Yeah, also, I don't want to be flanked by those two creatures at the end of that turn. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Conjuring everything. Claw, claw. 20 to hit. 20 hits. That's 7 damage. And this thing is already flat-footed, so 16 to hit. 16 hits. All right. 6 damage. I have to ask, though, Vipira, do you have... are, Are your claws magical in any way? No, I really want that magic fang, though. No, they're not yeah. magic. Okay. Up next is Rogyar. All right. Rogyar is going to uh, float five feet over into the corner here. And he is going to... Yeah, he'll, he'll gather power to empower a blast against the green one that's, like, just ten feet away from him. Okay. Shit. That's a 12 to hit. Against its flat-footed AC. <laughs> a 12 will hit its flat-footed AC. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> uh, so that is 31 damage. Okay. Uh, Rogyar, you uh, disintegrate that vampiric mist. Oh, that probably feels pretty good. Yeah, it does. Especially after the fight those thing, that thing put up in the dead roads. Oh, oh yeah. Up next is the vampiric mists. And the blue one down here is going after the uh, the big bag of blood right in front of him, the griffin. I thought you were going to say Vipira. <laughs> <laughs> 21 will probably beat the griffin's flat-footed touch AC. Griffin's going to take two points of con damage, and the griffin's going to start bleeding. The red vampiric mist is going to clap back on Vipira. That's going to be a 13 versus Vipira's touch AC. Ooh, I think that's close. Touch is 15. <laughs> All right, misses. Actually, it would have been 14 because it's got the high ground, but that still misses. Uh, so it's Yando's turn. He's going to take a five-foot step uh, southwest, and he's going to full attack on uh, that Vipiric, that Vampiric miss that just uh, attacked Vipira. Okay, that's one hit and two hits. Nice. All right, that, that Vampiric missed, uh took a good amount of damage. And it's now Randolph's turn. All right. So uh, I'm going to add a little RP on this, but I've never fought with this phantom before, so it's sort of like a, you know, I'm going to go attack it, and I'm going to have my phantom go attack it. And the whole time we're going to be like, all right, you ready? Yeah, let's, I'm going to go, and you over there? Yeah. And and maybe if we both, you know, just sort of like, while while everyone's fighting, we're like mapping out, pointing, you know, where we're going to (laughs) go. That's what, like, sort of. So you had a bad initiative. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We spent all this time trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do. But but now we're ready. So we're going to, I'm going to stay put. Phantom's going to move over here in a flanking position. That'll provoke. Yeah, that's fine. He's made of ectoplasm. Oh, okay. You can't touch ectoplasm. <laughs> Watch me. That's a uh, 21 versus uh, Phantom's touch AC. All right. Well, we're learning on the go here. We're learning on the go. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. That obviously hits. 
Okay. All right, so the phantom takes uh, one point of con damage. Uh, what? (laughs) Takes one point of con damage. Dude, it's already dead. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's a max roll on the D8 for it regaining health. Oh, I get health back? No, no. The other phantom. Wait, this thing... Wait, I thought it only worked off of, like, blood. Yeah. Not ectoplasm. So there is plasma in blood. So th- the phantom is not undead. It is considered an outsider. So it is alive in the same way that like Umble and Thoot and Mctana are alive. I mean, in its form, in its current form, it is made of ectoplasm, but it still has like vital fluids and all that. So these things are still affecting it. All right. So continue with your. Have your turn, turn now. Uh, yeah, at the beginning of your next turn, your phantom is going to take some bleed damage. Perfect. All right, and we're both going to swing at this uh, this thing in front of us here. All right. Scythe attack. All right, well, I got a 27, which is great. Yeah, 27 hits. And uh, that, that'll do nine damage. All right. And then uh, my phantom friend is going to attack. Slam time. 13. Uh, 13's not going to hit. Um, Dang. All right, so he won't slam, but he will welcome you to the jam. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Uhtred, it is your turn. And uh, at the start of your turn, your griffin is going to take four points of bleed. Go ahead. My griffin's going to try and attack the blue one. So the griffin is going to full attack. Yes. Uh, first, it's going to uh, do a bite attack. That's a... Ooh, uh, 24 to hit. It and hits. It's going to do two. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. And it's going to do uh, two talons. That's a 10 to hit. That's going to miss. And okay, I I got the numbers. You sure? You. you sure? Yeah. And then a, a 19 to hit. So that one bite and one talon is going to hit. Ooh, that's a max roll for the bite. So that's 11. Uh, six after the dr. And you're attacking the blue one. Yep. Okay. And then uh, it's claw. That's seven, so that's another two after DR. All right, Uhtred, what are you doing? Uhtred is going to spend an Arcana point to make his scimitar flaming. Nice. And then take. So it's a plus one flaming scimitar? Correct. Right, nice. And then take a five-foot step, and he's going to swing on the red one. Okay. It's a 18 to hit. 18 hits. So it does two damage plus I gotta roll one d6 for the flame. Yep. yep. Plus two fire damage. Okay, but it is vulnerable to fire, so that is three fire damage. Huzzah. So you deal five damage altogether. Bypassing okay. all dr. Indeed. And now we're back to Vipira. Claws. Thirteen to hit. Thirteen does not hit. Twenty-two. Twenty-two does hit for nine damage. Okay. Slowly ticking away on the red one. Oh, come on. It's not gone. Get out of here. And Rogiar, it's your turn. It's about to be gone. <laughs> uh, no, Rogiar will fly down to the southern wall to get a clearer shot at the blue one. And I will take the burn to empower this and blast away. Ugh, that's a 12 to hit. 12 does not hit. Blech. Okay, vam- Vampiric Mists are up again. Blue is going to keep going on the Griffin. That's going to hit. Griffin takes another point of con damage. I'm going to say this Griffin is doing its job. Yeah. It's taking that con damage instead of us. For sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if it goes down, I mean, I'll just resummon it for the second time this week. <laughs> okay, and uh, the red Vampiric Mist... Did not appreciate getting uh, flame sorted, so it's gonna go oh, after. Uhtred. But it was okay with the giant scimitar that crushed it. I mean, yeah, it's like specifically weak to fire, so yeah, it should be scared of fire and avoid it. Bring it. Best way to avoid it is to make sure it doesn't hit you anymore no, by so killing that's... the person <laughs> wielding it. So that's gonna be a thirteen versus your touch. Mm, I don't know. Look. Or wait, fourteen versus your touch. High ground. No way, dude. My touch is through the roof. It's twenty, so. He's got miles to go. Your, your touch AC is 20? Yeah, man. 
explain yourself. Right I don't now. know. That's what the character sheet says. I got like mage armor. <laughs> mage armor doesn't go into your touch. I don't know. It says twenty. It's he gets his uh, he gets like plus five from his intelligence as a dodge yeah. bonus to his AC on top oh, of his like good okay. decks and. Got it. He's cheating. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we, we got to the bottom of it. <laughs> Yando's going to go, and he's going to continue firing on the red vampiric mist. Okay, that's one hit. Ooh, and a natural one. And it's going to confirm that. F- he's going to confirm that fumble with... Wait, hold on. Does he? Hold on. No, he doesn't confirm. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, so one hit, one miss. Come on, Yando, take it down. Okay, it takes another... Five points of damage. It is still up, and it is Randolph's turn. Sounds like it's Randolph's job to finish this jab. I'll attack the one in front of me. Okay. And now I'm getting my full round action, baby. Fifteen. Fifteen's gonna hit. Yeah. Nine damage. (laughs) Nine damage finishes off the red vampiric mist. Excellent. And now, um, after I finish off the monster in front of me I'm gonna point to the other one and my uh, my phantom's just gonna do a 180 turn around and slam okay oh no oh no phantom what are you doing what happens when he rolls a natural one same thing that happens to anyone else oh no uh, so he rolled a natural one okay. and then to confirm he rolled a so your 15, 15. Is, your con- is your confirmation roll for the fumble so it does not confirm Oh, perfect. And then I still get my second slam, which mm-hmm. was a 10. 10 also misses. Okay, Uhtred, you're up. Your uh, griffin is going to take some bleed. Yep, that's his job. I'm going to move. Oh, hold on. Uh, so the Thalias Phantom takes bleed on its turn as well. Ah. So it takes six, six points of damage. What? Jeez. Yep. Uh, so yeah, now we're back to Uhtred, and your griffin takes one point of damage from the bleed. Well, Alright, okay, then Uhtred's gonna move up next to Thalias, and he's gonna take a swing at the remaining bloodstain. Okay, is that the, vipar- the vampiric mist equivalent of calling someone a shit stain? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's an 18, which I believe hits, right? That definitely hits. For another two damage on the scimitar, and <laughs> let me guess, another two damage? No. Five fire damage, which gets bumped up to six, I believe. Bumped up to seven. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, you add 50% yeah. to it. I wasn't sure it was 50% or just the additional one. So, yep. nine total damage. And nice. And you're having the griffin continue attacking? Yep. Okay. All right, so that's a 12 to hit for the bite, so that misses... And then a 24 hits on the first Talon, and another 24 hits for the second Talon. Ooh. Nice. That's uh, seven damage on one Talon, and nine damage on another, so that's... Now, is he considered magical? Six damage total. Nope. Really? Because, I mean, he's here because of pure magic. Yep. Yep. It is The griffin is being sustained by a magical effect, but it itself is not considered magical. And it gets the rake damage, right? That's only if it's grappling. Oh. Yeah, it's not rend. And I'm guessing you can't grapple these things. Uh, No, probably not. Uh, Okay. Well, I mean, it just dealt another six points of damage to it. so. No, he's doing Uh, great. Yeah. Vipira, you're up. Uh, So Vipira is running around the griffin in order to get a attack position on this vampiric mist. All right, go ahead and make a claw. 17 to hit. 17 hits. Nine damage. Okay. Before that damage gets through. Rogiar. All right. Let's uh, give this thing one more blast. Gathering power to empower. And shooty shoot. That's a 20 to hit. 20 hits. And that's uh, that's on the weaker side. That's only going to be uh, 26 damage. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Seriously. 26 damage. <laughs> it's only three times the amount of damage I can do. So you disintegrate another vampiric mist, and the room seems to be cleared. Uhtred's got to uh, walk up to the, the griffin and like kind of start scratching his neck underneath his beak. Be like, oh, you're such a good boy. 
You did wonderful out there. <laughs> and I do the same with my phantom, obviously. <laughs> uh, we should probably uh, cast some cure spells to stop some bleeding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> Gather around. So, hold on one second. Let's just... So, Rogar is the last one to go. So, Randolph would be able to go... But before Randolph can do anything, his phantom's going to take another 1d6 points of bleed. So it takes another five points. Oh my god. Jesus. But Randolph, you can now do something. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, first I'll heal my wounded ectoplasm. Okay. With a uh, cure light. Okay. Heal him up for nine, which is pretty much good. Still nice. missing two, but that's okay. All right. And then and, uh, uh, I'll look to the rest of the team and. Well, hold on. Who needs... Because now the griffin is going to take another point of. Oh, bleed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I think the griffin was the only other one that's bleeding. So it takes six more points of bleed. Um, let me just look at... What does the griffin have for hit points? All right, so the griffin is... Uh, it's looking It's looking like it's definitely starting to feel the weight of the, uh, the con damage that it's taken and the bleed that it's taken. If you want to spend resources on it, that's your decision, but that's what it looks like before you have the chance to do anything about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend <laughs> oh, any, uh, direct, like, single target direct healing on it. Like, I don't know what Randolph has in terms of healing spells. I mean, but. I'm just saying, if, if we don't, it's just going oh, to keep, keep bleeding. bleeding. It's going to bleed out. Unless we like actually spend, check. like, heal checks yeah, on it. Yeah, I'll do a heal check. Yeah. Same. And I bet you Yando would do a heal check. He's pretty good at that stuff. Yeah, totally. Can I instead actually assist Yando? Sure. Thank God, I have a negative three in heal. I'm going <laughs> to assist Yendo as well. <laughs> and I didn't assist right. him. I must have gotten in his way. <laughs> just Eventually, he's just like, he's like, Uhtred, no, stop. Just just you're, stop. <laughs> you're, no, you're no help, mate. And he just like, he does his thing. What have Vipira got? Uh, 18 for a heal check. All right. So, yeah. So whether you're assisting or not like both yando and vipira rolled high enough to staunch the griffin's bleeding nice oh so those things were terrifying but uh no one's dead so that's a plus uh was it just me or were those things less terrifying than last time last time last time we've clearly gotten stronger we also didn't have this sweet griffin with us (laughs) such a good boy (laughs) (laughs) the picture the picture on roll 20 like this thing is like so fucking imposing yeah uh, treating it like like a dog yeah (laughs) such a good little puppy (laughs) it's wiggling its haunches yeah it's it's got a tail that thing's flapping (laughs) all right so what do you guys do uh, I did detect magic when we first walked in. I don't know if you caught that. I did catch it. Um, there are no magical auras in this room. You sure? There's no magical statues of uh, a magical hippo so my new puppy can have a little brother <laughs> or sister? I am positive. All right. So it looks like just the one door, right? Yeah. You guys can make a knowledge engineering check if anyone's uh, like paying any scrutiny to the, the wall of rubble. I got nothing for that. I got it. I got it. I just gotta... It is my weakest knowledge, though. 13. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're not really... It just... You're looking at that and you're like, well, that would take forever and a day to clear out. And it's pretty much all you know about it. And what is the Griffin's knowledge engineering? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, he's a good boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you guys uh, continue south. Yeah, Gri- apparently so. Griffin's first. I'll say a Griffin. Griffin, lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, four narrow stone pillars stand against the western wall here. One holds a marble bust of a haughty human woman, while the others are surrounded by dozens of large chunks of broken statuary. A set of stone stairs descends to the east, while a simple stone door exits to the north where you came from. Wow, <laughs> You're not detecting any magic in here, but you can. You, anybody who's looking at these, uh, at this uh, remaining bust, can make a knowledge, history, or nobility check. Rolled a natural one for a six. 
Yeah, you don't know. You guys can make a perception check, though. 13. Got a 9. Got a 13. Rogyar with a 23. Okay. So, Rogyar and uh, also Randolph, who is, like, pointedly poking through the the rubble around these busts, you would both spot a, what looks like a stone tile sticking out from the rubble. Uh, yeah. Rogyar will point it out, like, hey, uh, Randolph... What is that? What what is that? Is that a tile over there? Oh, yes, a tile. Hmm, very peculiar. What do you think, ectoplasm? Uh, do you Randolph, do you pick it up or do you just muse on it from the wall where it st- sits on the floor? Um, I uh, you know, wag my finger for uh, the ectoplasm to pick it up. Yeah, uh, Phantom picks it up and shows it off and you would all see a stylized heart carved into one side. Ooh. The other one we found had uh, angel wings on it, right? I believe so. Well, we've already got the other one, so I guess we take this one with us, too. Take it where? Deeper. Mm. So you guys, uh, you descend the stairs? Yes, but Viper goes invisible again. Okay. I motion for <laughs> the ectoplasm to like hold it up, you know, so that he's like peering over it. And use it as a shield if necessary and have him walk down the <laughs> stairs. Okay. All right, so you get to the bottom of the stairs and you're now two floors below the surface. And this rectangular room lies at the bottom of the stairs to the west and at the end of the hallway that leads northwest. The south wall hosts the remnants of an elaborate carving, much of which has been chipped away. The only parts still discernible are an arm holding a thin sword and a metal boot. In addition, a few words above the image read, The Red Crusader. But what comes before is unreadable. Wasn't Arasni the Red Crusader? Arasni? Crusader? I believe she was, Rogar. And I think that tile of the wings probably represents her in the heart. Um, Vipira, Rogyar, and Uhtred can give me intelligence checks. And, uh, Randolph, you can make a knowledge history or religion check for the Red Crusader. Okay. Since this would be the first your character is hearing about it. Eight on my knowledge history. Okay. Yeah, I got a six on my intelligence. I rolled an 18 for an 18 on my intelligence. Okay. I also rolled a six for my intelligence. Okay, uh, Vipira, you remember, uh, you remember seeing the uh, the undamaged version of this statue, and you remember it depicted Irvin Roslar kissing the hand of an angelic Arasni. Uh, I remember this back in the, uh, in, inside the other, the other one. Wasn't this the one where Roslar was kissing the hand of Arasni? Oh, uh, yeah. I th- I think you're right, girl. It does does ring some bells. Yes, bells. Hmm? Nothing else in the room is really jumping out at you. Yeah, but, you know, it's a room, so... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'd like to detect magic. Uh, Yeah, so you're not detecting any magical auras in this room. Alrighty, well, move it along. This tomb isn't going to finish itself. You you turn north, and you uh, you see a hallway, and... Uh, about halfway down the hallway is this uh, small alcove in the western wall. Several stone shelves line the walls of the nook, holding moldering sacks and boxes. Okay, so I'm just trying to like remember the old tomb map in my head. I think the base of this, like where we just saw this, this broken statue, wasn't this where we fought those fire beetles? Yes, it is. Okay. Detect magic. Uh, you detect no magical auras. Uh, perception, just to look through. Go ahead. Uh, 29. Uh, you look around uh, pretty thoroughly, and uh, you don't really see anything useful. Uh, but you can you can strangely pick up a lingering odor of cleaning supplies, maybe hinting at the shelves' former contents. Huh. Yeah, there's nothing really useful here, but it looks like this was like the janitor's closet or something. Smell cleaning supplies. Hmm. Yes. Is it cleaning supplies? Yes. (laughs) Well, 
keep moving along then. All right. You continue north. And two corridors lead out of this marble wall chamber to the north and south. A colorful image of an armored knight riding a horse into battle against a throng of undead creatures is carved into the eastern wall. Time has not affected this base relief, which looks as vibrant as the day it was made, and then a massive pile of rubble blocks off the remainder of the chamber to the west. And standing uh, in the northern section of this room is a skeletal creature that Uhtred recognizes. And he stands there and says, I've been waiting for you. Yes, so you've mentioned last night. And we'll see you next week. Oh, fuck. On the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. <laughs> see ya. See ya. See ya.